This is Jeff Cross, and welcome to the December 16th, 2022 edition of Views on the News from the Couch, a baby boomer's attempt to pass along his views on the news. Quick hitters. In Norway, a lesbian filmmaker said on Facebook that men cannot be lesbians. The government informed her that she is under investigation for violating Norway's hate speech laws and could face up to a year in prison. I guess I can't go to Norway. No, I'm not a lesbian, but I could see myself saying men aren't lesbians. I wouldn't wear a t-shirt with that on it, but might mention it if it came up in conversation. The Biden administration is suing the state of Arizona for using shipping containers to create a border wall to help stem the influx of illegal immigrants. The charge is trespassing on federal lands. Andrew McCarthy, in the Link National Review article, addresses this issue by starting with a point that the federal government is violating federal law. He cites a U.S. law that he says is unambiguous on what the government must do with aliens, quote, whose entry and presence in our country are illegal, end quote. From the law, quote, any alien subject to the procedures under this clause shall be detained pending a final determination of credible fear of persecution and, if found not to have such a fear, until removed, end quote. Shall means must. Should would mean you have options. Catch and release is a clear violation of U.S. law. Moving on, the governor of California is Gavin Newsom. Too liberal for me. But I'm going to make a prediction that he is running for president and will position himself at a spot that used to be called center-left. In the Democratic Party, that position now may seem borderline far-right. Further, I think he is pur purposefully orchestrating his own sister-soldier moment. That reference has to do with when Bill Clinton repudiated the extremist words uttered by Sister Soldier and by proxy the Reverend Jesse Jackson. It was designed to make Clinton seem more centrist. What did Gavin do Newsom do, you may ask? I link to the Newsweek article by Dara Roche titled, Gavin Newsom Exploits Joe Biden and Kamala Harris's Weakness. The author explains that Newsom visited the U.S.-Mexico border. Per the author, Newsom said that, quote, on day one of his administration, President Biden put forward a comprehensive plan focused on securing our border, ensuring dreamers have a permanent home in our country, and helping businesses address their needs for more workers. Instead of working on real reform, the response from Republicans has been to exploit the situation at our border for political gain, end quote. Newsom also said, it is long past time for Republicans in Congress to engage on real solutions to meet the public safety, public health, and humanitarian issues at our border and in our immigration system, end quote. That was from Newsweek. I link to a Fox News article that includes the above quotes, but also quotes Newsom as saying, quote, the fact is what we've got right now is not working and is about to break in a post 42 world unless we take some responsibility and ownership, end quote. Interesting that Newsweek included the negative Republican comments, but not the breaking point argument. Also, I think the idea is laughable that on day one, the Biden administration, quote, put forward a comprehensive plan on securing our border, end quote. 
I mean, I guess he had a plan, and maybe it was comprehensive, but it sure as hell did not secure our border. He stopped doing the things that did secure our border and basically said, I don't care. Anyway, what a genius political move by Newsom. Think about it. Newsom is staking out a we-have-to-control-our-border position, which will differentiate him from most Democratic candidates, and a position that is obviously correct. That position will also allow him to run against Biden or Harris while also criticizing Republicans. And it will diminish the control of the border push by whoever the Republican candidate is. Conservatives are starting to gang up on exiting director of National Institute of Allergy and Infectious Diseases, Dr. Anthony Fauci. I heard that Florida Governor DeSantis is going to impanel a grand jury to look into possible illegal aspects of the fight against COVID, including possibly fraudulent vaccine claims that were used to coerce healthy young individuals to get vaccinated. I assume the origins of COVID-19 and possible connections to gain-of-function research that Fauci allegedly helped finance will be looked into. Fauci defends himself on gain-of-function accusations by tightening the definition of gain-of-function. My thoughts are, and have been, that I blame few to no one for actions up until the summer of 2020. We knew little. We were scared. We acted. Change we to they if you want. Late summer of 2020, I started wondering why there were not any studies that showed masks work. Fauci and the CDC tried to use anecdotal examples and a study from Arizona that found masks worked only by testing asymptomatic kids in a school if there was not a mask policy, but not doing asymptomatic testing if there was a mask policy. Eventually, my line was that Fauci is likely a fine doctor and researcher, but that he is also a bureaucrat and the, that Fauci the bureaucrat beat Fauci the doctor researcher. What really got me was in the fall of 2020 when a reasonable position, maybe not totally correct, but reasonable and worthy of discussion, was put out by esteemed medical professionals in the form of the Great Barrington Declaration. The bureaucracy tried to crush them, and Fauci was part of that. And social media tried to suppress their voice along with the voices of many others. We are starting to learn our government was involved in that suppression and controlling who could be heard. Yes, they were allowed to speak, but not to be heard. Kind of like letting folks write a book and print it, and then enticing stores to toss the books in a garbage can. Technically, you did not suppress speech, but you did. A bit about Fauci and then a link to J. Edgar Hoover. After Fauci completed his residency in 1968, he joined the National Institute of Allergy and Infectious Diseases. Let's say a few good things about Fauci from Wikipedia. Quote, Fauci has made important scientific observations that contributed to the understanding of the regulation of human immune response and is recognized for delineating the mechanism whereby immunosuppressive agents adapt to that response. He developed therapies for formerly fatal diseases such as, and I'm going to try, polyarteritis nodosa, granulomatosis with polyangiitis, and lymphomatoid granulomatosis, end quote. In 1985, a Stanford group says his work on rheumatology treatment was the most important advance in 20 years. And there's more. 
He became director of the National Institute of Allergy and Infectious Diseases in 1984 and is resigning now after 38 years. Continuity is good. I'm not sure having someone entrenched for that long is good. Let me restate that. Having someone entrenched for that long is bad. I'm sure he had a lot of good ideas. I bet he had a few bad ideas or dismissed good ideas of others. That happens. Not every decision is a good one, but we need decisions. The same person should not be at the top of the pyramid for 38 years, significantly influencing where grant money goes. At some point, that person might feel vindicated because all major researchers agree with him on a position. Yeah, you're writing the checks, and those that don't agree with you are not major researchers because they don't get funded. Might some of the above be unfair to Fauci? Maybe. Let's look at another bureaucrat who overstayed his welcome in Washington, D.C., J. Edgar Hoover. Before the Federal Bureau of Investigation, there was the Bureau of Investigation. The latter grew into the former. Hoover was made head of the Bureau of Investigation at the age of 29 in 1924. He remained in that position until his death in 1972, 48 years. He did good and he did bad. He created a large, effective investigative group. He also used his powers in ways he should not have. Illegal wiretapping of Martin Luther King, for example. Also, digging up inflammatory information on members of Congress and even presidents so they would not dare to fire him. There were rumors that Hoover was homosexual. Per Wikipedia, Hoover would hunt down and would, quote, hunt down and threaten anyone who made insinuations about his sexuality, end quote. Hoover struggled with the concept of free speech. Some of you are too young. But the older listeners probably have a bit of a negative to a strong negative view towards Hoover. He stayed too long and had too much power. In fact, after his death, Congress made the term of the FBI director 10 years, though it has been extended at least once. I think Hoover is a cautionary tale. And I wonder if part of Fauci's legacy will be that he stayed too long. In my view, Fauci had better credentials on the front end, but became just another bureaucrat on the back end. Thanks for listening to Views on the News from the Couch. If you like this podcast, please share with your friends. If you did not like it, please share with the rest of the folks you know.